Hello, everyone. Hello. This is Christina. And this is Jason. And um, happy Mother's Day. Why, thank you, honey. Yeah. And happy, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out yes, there. Yes, to all the mothers. So we've got Our an mothers. exciting episode today. Yes, her name is Maria Alvarez, and she is our new friend. Completely new, yes. Yeah, we had no, uh, we just like had a sixth degree of separation contact with her. Yeah. Um, You reached out, it was a cold call. She agreed to be on the show. Um, We had a wonderful conversation. Yes, I did. It was inspirational, and I thought about it. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, that was good. Hey, by the way, a little shout out to our friend, Jill. She sent a book recommend our way. It's called The Noticer. And I don't remember who wrote it right away. Um, But that's going on my Amazon list. Okay, good. She she said that uh, there was a conversation in um, Tishinar's conversation. There was something that we talked about that reminded her in that book. So... Um, when I get it, I'll read it and we may have a conversation yeah, about it. Yeah, I'd like to see the connection. I know that we read the overstory uh, yes. that Tish had recommended and we listened to that actually on our spring break vacation. Yeah. And that was a very interesting book. It was. It was a good, it was a very well written well, yes, book. Yes, um, yeah. I love the stories. So. It was great. So anyway, did you have, are you having a good Mother's Day? So far. I wish we were still camping. Yeah. But all good things must come to an end. Right. And the good news, it's the beginning of the camping the season. season. Yes. So that, that means that uh, camping's not ending. And you will promise me new camping adventures, right? Oh, yeah. You will put them on the calendar. Their camping adventures yes. are a promise. But very good. So anyway, uh, please enjoy this episode. Please take a chance, uh, listen through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a shout out if you've got a book recommend or a comment or a guest recommend. Yeah. Let us know. A new uh, friend. A new friend. We like new friends. Um, and again, thank you for listening. And mm-hmm. always remember, the best thing you can have in your hand is the hand of your husband. <laughs> it's the hand of your friend. <laughs> thank you. Hello, everyone. Hi. This is Jason. And, and this is Christina. And uh, this is Three Things Podcast. Three Things Podcast. So this is going to be an exciting podcast. And now we have a new friend. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't, I did not know Maria until. And still maybe don't. Don't know, know Maria much. very yes. well mm-hmm. until uh, she shows up on our podcast. So this is exciting. Yes. This is an adventure for us. Yes. So uh, you guys get to meet her along with us. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's get right into it. And, and welcome, Maria Alvarez. Thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. You bet. So hey, give, it, give our listeners just a brief bio, a little idea of uh, kind of who you are. And Of course. Okay, yeah. so I am a mom. Yay! Um, <laughs> yay, I have three amazing children, and I'm a believer in Jesus, always have been. Um, and I love my culture. I'm Mexican and I absolutely love my culture. However, I was raised in Idaho, so I'm Idahoan as well. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, for the longest time, uh, grew up in the Catholic faith and was, it was awesome. 
And then, you know, kids start growing up and things changed. And I changed a little bit to the Christian faith and made my way back to the Catholic faith now. So, oh, did you did a full circle? Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Christina, we have to share, first of all, before we ask Maria, what are we drinking? Oh, what what are we drinking? So, so we've got, I think we've gone pretty lowbrow on our drinking. Yeah, today. this is, this is sad, Maria. <laughs> no, we are. It's uh, not sad. It's not sad. Well, we are drinking a pre-mixed margarita from a bottle right but i got the i got the low calorie well, we, here's <laughs> us because i was worried about we're too calories. we're like uh do we want to get the margarita mix and the tequila or mm. should we just get the margarita mix with the tequila yeah. and save us a trip to liquor store it just seems perfectly mixed yes yeah, so <laughs> that's what we're then drinking we put some cranberry in it so i like to call it our new england margarita oh we're, i didn't know you called it that I do in my head. I call Where it, did this come from? Because cranberries are from New England. Oh. <laughs> New England. It's a New England margarita. Right. Well, first yeah, of all, cheers. cheers. And uh, Maria, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking Big Wave. Oh, yay. I love it. I have never tasted it. And um, I think it's so refreshing. And it seriously just takes me back to the ocean. Um, I think that's why I love it. It's not uh -huh. strong. It's a good memory. It's a good feeling. And, um, and it's not, you know, it's not like, a. I don't have to work hard to get a drink that I can enjoy. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. It's not a struggle, right? <laughs> you know, simple. I like simple. I always think sometimes, you know, when I put, think about getting the blender out and getting different mixes and ices, and I'm thinking, that is a lot of work for just a drink. Just drink. <laughs> and, and it is getting nice weather now. So a beer sounds good sometimes, right? You're like, oh, when in my hand, a nice cold beer, doesn't that sound good? Yeah. So is that or your, your go-to drink or is that just yeah, the time? Absolutely. It is my go-to drink. It's your go-to? Right yes, I absolutely love it. And it's like I said, it's super refreshing and that's what I like. I enjoy there you it. Go. Very good. Well, those are always the big wave. Mm -hmm, big wave. We're, we're going to have to, try, to that. try that. Yeah. I like new ideas. We so do. Yeah. We do for sure. Especially if it's like the ocean. <laughs> so yeah, talk to, it, it, that ocean connection is interesting. So that uh, it, just kind of your hometown in Mexico or that is close yeah. to the ocean or just. Yeah, so the beer is from, um, it's Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaiian beer. However, I just recently took a trip to Puerto Rico. Oh. beginning of the year and I have not drank for a while and when I was there I was drinking uh, some of their local beer mm -hmm. which is called Medaya and it tastes similar like this just very light very refreshing and it just it just reminds me I think it was definitely a turning point in my life just oh. the most recent one was being there in Puerto Rico and it just takes me back you know we all go through hard days yes so it's just a reminder like hey remember you went back here and you kind of found yourself so oh i like that oh we get this this oh, sounds this like a, is good a great story, story. <laughs> but you know what i think is interesting it, maria is that that's not necessarily the first that's not the first kind of story we've heard about drinks right um we brought this up in a previous podcast and i don't want to rehash but we wanted to intentionally stay away from food because we're not really foodies but drinks do have like moments, right? Whether it's a winter drink or a summer drink or, you know, a relaxation drink. I mean, 
so drinks are specific, you know, whether it's a hot chocolate, some of our guests have talked about tea. One of our guests, yes. he was our Irish guest. He just drank tea all the time. Well, he, well yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so I, I think that's funny how sometimes what we drink is really connected to maybe a moment or at least a moment we're trying to uh, re remember or to uh, kind of experience again on a certain level. Yeah, absolutely. It that's is. Really so tell me about Puerto Rico. Why did you go there? Was it for fun or for work or, and oh what happened? Yeah, absolutely for fun. Um, so, well, you know, like everyone knows, COVID happened. <laughs> That's right. COVID. Yeah, there's that thing. Boom. <laughs> and I guess the biggest thing was we had already been in our house for about eight months. Um, I had recent, not recently, maybe in the last uh, two years, I had quit my um, international career and I chose to stay home to be able to be here for my kids and really help them with the really, really um, medical complex health needs that they had. And I think I, I don't think, I know I lost myself. You know, I lost myself because at the beginning I was just focused on work, 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 work. Right. And you have to find that balance. And then when I came back and, you know, I, I decided to um, leave my career and I focused on the kids. It was just kids, 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 kids. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where am I? You know, what do I do? And it was hard, honestly. It was hard to hear that. And it was hard to accept it. Um, and so one day, go um, ahead. No, no, I no, just, no, keep no, I liked, I'm sorry, just your comment about, um, it was hard to hear it. So it was hard to admit, right? Oh, absolutely. That you lost this, uh, 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 what you considered, I'm putting words in your mouth. So you tell I me to stop it. Of me, you know? Yes, right. Oh, right. And, and then the fact that you gave yourself permission to do that was yeah. probably very hard to take. It was. I think the biggest thing was just being able to, and I've been doing a lot of um, work on myself maybe these this last year for sure just really focused on myself and when i went i saw so i one of day out of the blue i booked a ticket um <laughs> well i called my brother and he said yes and we booked it and we went it was for 16 days and then i'm like oh my gosh you <laughs> like how am i even gonna function because my kids have to be watched 24 seven, my two younger kids. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, what am I doing? Like, I can't like, you know, I just started like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I just became a panic and I just stress and worry. And then I was getting ready to launch my business. And I talked to my oldest son and, and I asked him if he'd be willing to watch them, the younger ones. And he said, yes. And then at the end, my son, I have diamond, my son diamond has, um, seizures he has intractable epilepsy mm -hmm. and of course the day uh he has a seizure the day that i'm supposed to fly out of course right and i was like oh man like this is a sign from god for me to not go <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. And, and i had been talking to my daughter before and they had been living in a lot of fear they really had just i think my son's epilepsy i think instilled fear in all of us because it's such an awful disease and they can't control it. And we've yeah. tried medicines and we've gone to 
several national hospitals. And my youngest daughter, she just said one night, I was talking to her and I said, you know, I might not go to Puerto Rico. And she said, why? I said, I'm just scared something might happen to Diamond and like, I'm, I'm not here or something, you know, to any one of you guys. And she said, mom, what's the difference between school and, and Puerto Rico? I said, um, over the ocean and right. Right. <laughs> right. old age, you know, getting in the, in the flight. But she said, you always tell us to not. I think this is a good moment for me. Maria? Wait, hold on a sec. What do you want to do? Maria, can you, we, I, something froze up either on your end or my end. Okay. So can you just, you, you, you said your daughter said to you, (laughs) oh, you said, your daughter said to you and they were like, and it was a great cliffhanger. (laughs) We, we were like, oh no, what'd she say? (laughs) What my daughter said is, that I'm always telling them to not let fear hold them back. Right. She said, so why don't you practice what you preach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I was like, okay, this is like a real mom moment. And so, and so I did, I took that to heart and I decided, okay, I'm going to go. Obviously I called the flight, um, the, the agency. And I just said, can I change my tickets? Yes. How much will it cost? Nothing. And then, so so I shortened the trip to like uh, seven days. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Compromise. I was there. I extended it twice. And so what happened? <gasps> oh wow. <laughs> what happened in Puerto Rico was that I, I think I was able to just take a blindfold off, and really feel alive. I, I wasn't feeling alive. I wasn't feeling alive, and. Um, and it was really hard. I, you know, before this, I had prayed to God a lot, a lot, because I, it, it's like many of us go through so many challenges. For me, it was really hard to be able to sometimes face some of the things that we were going through with my two younger kids, mostly. And one day I did, I was just like, okay, God, like I'm applying for different jobs. I'm telling them this is the schedule I need. I'm telling them like, <laughs> I can work from home. I'm telling them this is the income I need. And they're not hiring me. So (laughs) I think I'm pretty talented. I mean, not, you know, I I don't think I'm not, not hireable. Right. Right. Then, um, and I just said, so what's, what's going on? Like, you're not healing my son. You're not getting me a job. Uh Um, I'm totally running out of resources, like, like zero. Mm -hmm. I said, so you have a plan. Show me. So you were having this, you were having this conversation in Puerto Rico, or was this the conversations you were having? This was before Puerto Rico. Okay. Before Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico was going to be the my moment to be able to just relax before I started my own business. Oh, okay. Okay. And and I went, and when I was in Puerto Rico, it was it was a moment to reflect on me. I didn't, I didn't even think about the business. Yes, of course, I thought about my kids. They didn't really, you know, reach out too much. And it was weird. And so I had all of this time to focus on me. Right. Which I had not had before. And I just realized that I had let go of myself, you know? So oh, wow. I, I feel like we've, we've jumped into um, 
we've, we've, we got right into it. We even skipped over, like, what are you reading? But I got to ask, <laughs> I got to just ask. So you're in Puerto Rico and, you know, just that I'm assuming the distance and the space, the new environment, um, all of that gave you an opportunity. So what was the first thing that kind of struck you in this experience of self rediscovery i mean was it like was it a i don't like who i am or i don't know who i am or was it just a was it just sort of sitting down and all of a sudden having this de-stress moment to actually process I, where did it how did it start like you get off the plane in puerto rico you probably grab a a big wave a, a big wave somewhere <laughs> or a beer somewhere and you sit down and maybe put your feet in the sand on the beach or i don't know you know i don't know where you went but how did that, where did that moment, where, when did that moment start or how did it start or? I think the moment um, started when, I think just waking up one day and opening the, you know, the window and yeah. we obviously had a very beautiful view and it was uh, sunny and hot and just the waves crashing in. And I just thought, oh my God, like life is so beautiful. Like this is beautiful. Yeah. Why have I chosen, excuse me, to not see it beautiful? That's <sighs> what I was thinking. Like, yeah. it, it was, you came to an idea. Wait a minute. What's happening here is because I'm choosing not to, right? Yeah. It was this real moment. Wait a minute. This, all this is going on around me, and I'm making a choice not to appreciate it. Exactly. That was a, that's a huge, that's a very big thought. I mean, <laughs> You know what I mean? That's people sometimes don't recover to that level of self accountability. You know what I mean? They're like, oh shit, I ain't doing this. I'm crawling back into a bottle or something. So, yeah, sometimes you probably like get so low that you'd have no other choice other than to start owning up and <laughs> trying to, you know, find out where you went wrong. And and for me, it was just like, okay, I, I heard it. I, I seriously went and um to, to a counseling office where my kids were going and I said, I'm gonna need counseling. And they're like, under what diagnosis? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I said, you just are supposed to help me. Like, <laughs> you don't understand the personal revelation I just had. I need to get this out on the floor and look at it. <laughs> no, but that's really nice that, you know, they were able to, um, I, I think just being listened to helped me just be able to understand that I lost myself. I think I gave myself too much to my career and mm -hmm. previously. Yeah. And that's how I identified. That was who uh, Maria was. I got you. So it was, hey, my name's Maria and this is what I do. Yeah. And everybody knew me like, you know, it was nationally and internationally. And so it was awesome. But then Maria was you know, corporate Maria was really, really breaking down in the bathroom, oh. um, just crying, just like frustrated, trying to find a balance with everything. And I just thought, this is really hard. You know, one day, one day, Jorge, my oldest, did tell me, he said, I still remember this. He said, I have a soccer game this day. And I'm like, oh, um, okay, I'll make it. And so we, we worked late that night. And then the next morning, we had to go in early. 
and then we were supposed to get off. You know, I told them already that I was going to go to my son's game. And then they said, no, okay, you're coming in early again and we're working late again. But I mean, we were talking pretty significant hours. And so I came home and I remember I told Jorge, hey, um, so I'm not going to be able to make it to your game. They just let me know that we are going to have to go work tomorrow. And he just started tearing up and he just said, mom, like, I don't understand what's the point of you making so much money and being there if you can't be where you're needed at the most. And I just, and he got up and, oh, it just devastated me, like devastated me. I just thought like, I cannot continue to put, you know, work was my God. Mm-hmm. Work was my God. And, um, and I've learned some really, really hard lessons after that, where God made me know that God is first. Right. Then right. everything else comes. I have been so humbled, so humbled. And, and so I, I'm thankful. And so I do believe that it's, it's important to be able to share a lot of these experiences and it's hard because we don't like to be vulnerable like that's not really that it's not that acceptable it's not that popular and I finally like owned it with God this you know this when I was talking to him recently too and I just said fine I'm just gonna be me like (laughs) I'm not gonna pretend to be someone I'm not like I have made so many mistakes um and I probably will continue to and I'm finally sharing them because if I can help someone with what I can share, if it can help them lead them to God and lead them to a better life, sure. I'm more than thankful and, and happy to do that. And the other side of that coin too is, is when you get comfortable with your mistakes and things that you do wrong, and I'm not to the point where you give yourself permission to continue to do them wrong. Right. But where you recognize that's part of who I am. And that's also my lesson of learning to be, you know, to grow, right? There's a certain peace that comes as a result of that acceptance that mm-hmm. is not possible in another way, right? And then again, this isn't permission for me to continue out and mess up or to continue to go out and do things wrong. It's like, no, I am going to mess things up. But that's my opportunity to learn so that I can grow and be better. And that's a much, I don't know, just it's almost serene place to exist when you're in this constant denial that, no, I, I have to be perfect and I am perfect and I do everything perfect and no one can tell me otherwise. There, that's, that, that, there's so much turmoil in that kind of life that it just, yes. it, it eats you up, right? it totally consumes you because you have to put up a front in front of, you know, you have to put yeah. a front because everybody's expects you to be like this and be like that. And so now I'm like, no, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to. And yes, I do swear. And yes, I do drink beer. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do go to church and yeah. yes, I, you know, just, it's okay to be, a little bit different in many different areas of your life. Right. See, right. I think all of those things are normal. Swearing, drinking, <laughs> going to church. Well, to me, that's normal. <laughs> now, now, Maria, I, I grew up non-Catholic and I converted. And I was in a in a Christian, I used the term earlier, a Christian church. It was a Protestant church. And it was a don't drink, don't swear, don't smoke. You know, if don't you do, dance. don't dance. Although he danced. But he if you dance. do, you, you know, you go to hell. And so I kind of get maybe that, 
that idea, right? There was a lot of pressure to conform to these certain ideals of righteousness. Right. And there, that was pretty tough. That was hard, right? Yeah. Because right. it was it was all done in the name of Jesus, and and you love Jesus, but why does why is it not okay not to have a, a cheap margarita at home? <laughs> you know, I don't I don't get it. Why I think if Jesus were here, I'd I'd give him some of my cheap margarita too. You know, he might, I mean? like, it. He might like it. So here, my question then is: so this this might be a little bro. Uh, I, I don't mean to pry, but I do. So forgive me. You don't mean to, but you do. I do. So this is just me asking forgiveness up front. Did you do this journey all on your own, or did you have people that pop in and, and help? And obviously, your son gave you a huge nudge. I mean, gave you a huge well, and your daughter help, and your daughter both held up these mirrors and said, "Mom, take a look. This isn't it. so." But did you did you have some help on this journey, or well, were you I, on your own? I've never been left alone through any of my journeys. Mm -hmm. um, you know maybe not the people that I expected to be there were there, but the right oh. people were definitely there. And I have never been alone. And for that, I am so thankful. And I will never, ever, ever, ever be able to repay or express my gratitude to these people who probably don't, you know, maybe they don't think they made such an impact or a difference. But for me, it was like what was holding me together at that moment, because we go through phases, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was never alone. I mean, absolutely, you know, first God, um, then my kids. I think if, if I didn't have my kids, I think it would have been pretty easy for me to, to try to give up, to just, you know, be a victim and stay in that mentality and just not do what I, what I know I can do. Um, mm -hmm. My parents, I have an amazing family. We're a very close family. And, um, and I have a lot of friends that do support me. Maybe we don't hang out because everybody has a life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But we're there. We're there for each other when we really need it. And, you know, it, I didn't do this alone at all. Never have. And I don't believe I ever will. No, I don't think I don't think we do ever. And I think that's again, on the podcast that we do here, it, it's one of the themes that just keeps coming up. People always bring up somebody that, you know, whether it was they just popped in for a moment or whether they've been with them for more than a minute, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that illusion that we travel these these paths in our life by ourselves is, is such a deception. Um, yeah. You know, it's just not true. It's not true. No, right. there's always someone there. So, so you, you, I think it says a lot about you as a mother uh, that your children gave you such great advice, right? Yeah, yeah where'd they learn <laughs> you it? You know, they had to learn it from you. <laughs> they didn't teach themselves, right? What a wonderful, I mean, what Jorge and your daughter were able to give you the exact thing you needed, even, even with, you know, your story about Jorge being sad because you missed the soccer game, right? You needed to hear that from him. <laughs> right? I, that, was, that was a very decisive point in my life. And I said, I will not put work above my kids yeah. ever again. So, yeah, so you big. come back from Puerto Rico, a changed woman. I feel like I did. Right on. <laughs> so you, you get boots on the ground, you landed back in the States, and your first, you're, you've had this experience, you've come to 
you've had this come to Jesus moment. You've been able to work things out. You extended your stay. You stayed in Puerto Rico longer than yeah, you. So how long were you there? Oh, gosh, I think I was there maybe 14 or 15 days. So oh, good, <laughs> that's good, nice. nice. So wonderful. And during COVID, huh? <laughs> yes. And so I guess that's another thing. They like, so they take COVID very seriously over there. Super serious. I mean, they're, they're on an island. <laughs> like, yeah. The lowest, like out of the lowest, you know, the lowest fourth in the nation or, oh, and okay. so, wow. Um, but they did open up the streets to dance. And that wow. was the first time I think I had felt alive. <sighs> in such a long time and just to see people happy and just to see I think hope in a way yeah. and can you share that a little bit with me I mean dancing what was yeah dancing in the streets I don't dance I'm horrified of dancing but I'm telling you if I'm in Puerto in Rico in the middle of COVID I'm dancing in the yes. streets so <laughs> what was that like I mean you just people just come out and dance yeah so they open they open um well, they don't open. They actually close down streets, and each street has a theme for. They're like for younger people, for middle-aged people, and for older people. And okay. each theme has their own music, and so they're like, "Oh, you guys should go here for like the middle-aged people." <laughs> <laughs> would go there. That would be we great. We didn't like it. We actually loved. We actually loved being with the older people because that was the music we loved, and it was just. You know, everybody was out, everybody was, the music was loud, people were talking, people were having a drink, um, you would eat outside, the restaurants were open, but they had outside seating. Mm -hmm. It was just life, there was life, there was, it just felt like there was life, and people were, were actually engaging with one another, and then, so it was just, it was beautiful. So- what month were you, what month was this? January. It was the beginning, like right after New Year. Okay. Yeah. I remember feeling in around January <laughs> that <laughs> there was no life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a great story. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No. So I think the biggest thing was when I came back, um, I, I did have a conversation with my kids and I just said, uh, my two younger ones, right, with um, Amadi and Diamond, and I just said, hey, your mom's going to be doing things different, and they're like, what do you mean, and I said, well, I said, um, if you don't want to go out to eat, because I love going out to eat, I said, then I'm going to go without you guys, they're like, well, we never stop you, okay, that's fine, and I'm going to go without you, and I have, and now, and, and that made a huge difference in my self because I, if they didn't want to go, then I just wouldn't go. Right. right? No, right. And, I know. And we'd figure something out. And Jorge being here has helped me immensely, him and his girlfriend, Sari, and which has allowed me to open my business. And I set boundaries. I think the biggest thing is I learned how to set healthy right. boundaries with people. Right on. And it right was on. just, yeah, a lot of people. And it just helped me. And I, and I feel like I'm living in, you know, one of the biggest challenges I think that I had before was going to church. And um, it was a fight with my kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know I said, um, 
I'm not going to allow you to take that from me. I'm going to go by myself because that is my time. Like I cannot give that up for me. It's, you know, because if I do, then, then it's, it probably won't be that healthy. Yeah. Right. Peace. I love it. And so I go there by myself quite often every Sunday. (laughs) So they're like, cool, go mom. We're, we're sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, little boogers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Kids. Yeah. It's hard. I think that's great, though. I think that sometimes I think we tie up our spirituality with our whole family and our kids, and or maybe people believe they can't go to church by themselves, um, that, you know, that there's a stigma attached to that. I don't know. I, I, I think I, yeah. in, the, in the end, it really is you personally, like you need to go and I think it's a journey as well. And your kids will be on their journey at some point in time, you know, on their own and, and it will come around for them, but you will already be there, you know, not sacrificing that moment with God because you're trying to be a a mom or something. Yes, exactly. And I'm, and I'm learning to not, you know, to pick my battles. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Especially when they're in high school. Yes. 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 This age. And I, you know, I thought I was alone and I've talked to many parents, very successful, you know, parents, business owners, um, all kinds of walks of life. And the majority of them, almost all of them are experiencing very similar things like, like I am with that age group with the teenagers. And it's, it's a rough time for them. And, you know, it's, it's, pretty rough and um and and I just I try to meet them where they're at however I keep them going 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 like right. yeah right. going slowly but surely it, it I mean you have one that's older but yes. I think one thing we've learned is by the time they hit like your oldest's age um you start to get the fruits of your of your hard work like the yes the harvest. Like, I remember always wanting the harvest. Like, when am I going to get that harvest? Like, (laughs) apparently I'm never going to get a harvest. It's going to be dry in the (laughs) desert. Nothing's going to happen. And then they finally hit this age where they go, boy, I was kind of crappy when I was in high school. Or why did I do that? I don't know, but I I, I don't do that anymore. And I sure love that you were patient with me or tolerant with me or, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I guess those are the tiny pieces of harvest that I'm getting now makes me feel like all that hard work was worth something, right? It gets better. It gets better. And, and I think that, you know, talking to my dad, um, I tell him, yeah, I totally understand you, dad. Like, I get it. I understand when you were <laughs> now. I hear you, completely hear you. It's, yeah. It's fun though. It's fun watching them grow up. Yeah. And you only have this one time. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about, I want to hear about your new business that you yeah. then started. So um, talking about my dad, I was helping him with some stuff, right? Because he, he, he never went to school, ever stepped foot in a classroom. Really? And really. And he had to um, raise his family and support his siblings and parents pretty much. Oh, um, well. And so seeing him be a successful business owner with no education, you know, in a country that, you know, he was, you know, not born in and 
it was just crazy. And I just have always admired him. Um, and so I was helping him with some, a lot of stuff. And during that process, I found out that, you know, he was really uh, struggling to understand and navigate technology. That's just a, like, it's really difficult. Um, the language, there's, there's vocabulary words he does not understand, um, a lot of stuff. And so I was helping him and I realized, oh my gosh, like if my dad is going through so much, I wonder how many other people are going through similar stuff. And he's got us, imagine people that don't have him. And not just that, but you know, my son Diamond, when he was born, he was born blind. We didn't know until he was four months old. And so we went through a lot with that. Um, getting him the services for the blindness was pretty easy. It was a challenge and the schools did, they did good. But then when he developed epilepsy, that has totally changed our lives. Like it turned our lives upside down. And it just, you know, he still has it. it there's, yeah. It's been really, really difficult. And, and for me to, I, I was really struggling. I remember for Jorge, you know, my oldest, I remember coming in one day from work and he was walking out of the house on the stairs and I was carrying my bag and he's like, how's your day? And I just like start crying. Oh. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this no more. I said, I can't do this anymore. He's like, what's wrong? And I said, I just, I can't do work. I can't be there for Diamond. I can't be here for the house. I can't be there for Mari. I can't be there for you. Like it's too much and I don't know what to do. And I just want a break. And, and so I just, that's when I decided to leave my, my career. And I thought, how awful was it that I had to leave my career to take the time, because it takes a lot of time to find these resources and get with the right people and navigate the system. And let alone if you don't understand the language. And I'm pretty persistent. So <laughs> if I struggle that much, I just thought, I don't want other people. So I, that was kind of what the thing with the business was when I was talking to God, I just felt that I was not serving my purpose. I believe we are all here for a purpose and God gives us the talents that we need to use for his well-being and for his children. And I just felt like I wasn't serving him anymore. And this is how the, the idea of the business came about. And the thing is to try to really bring resources and um, refer, write referrals about different um, services and businesses and entities that the community needs, especially the Spanish speaking community mm -hmm. and the community of children with disabilities. Because those two are, I'm very fond of them because, you know, yeah. I identify with them and, and I just thought like, I, I can't allow this. Like I have answers and I just, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out. Right on. And that's how we started doing. So we built a platform um, or I built a platform on Facebook. And the reason I chose Facebook is because um, a lot of people, a lot of people in our culture are now starting to get Facebook. Um, or at least somebody in their, in their family has Facebook and they can just go show them the video where somebody doesn't have to open something, log in, dial, try to ask for people, how can I get there? 
who, what can I do? Um, there's a lot of groups on Facebook and I believe I belong to quite a bit of them. And I'm like, I'm fortunate to be very well connected and people just kept coming to me, you know, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can you help me with this and that? And I just was like, maybe I can do a business. Yeah. In the back of my mind for two years. There you wow. go. See? Finally I, did. Ideas just don't <laughs> they they, they yes. get in your brain and they just tumble. And they yes. just tumble and they just tumble. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, that's it. That's it. That's how it's gonna go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I finally figured it out. That's what happened. And and obviously, like you guys know, I talk myself out of it like a lot of other people do. Because, oh my gosh, what if I fail? What if they criticize me? What if they know this about me? What if people question me? What if they don't support me? You know, all of the what ifs. And then I just said, and what else are you going to do? Sit here all the time. What if they do? Like, like you're a big girl you can handle it see i can't imagine anybody criticizing you because you're taking on a you're starting a job that is all about serving others i mean i think that is of the highest level right yeah. like that isn't well right. first of all I, I don't understand having people around you that can't support you like i don't get that concept of uh, if you want to start something new or try something i don't get why they don't want to support you like they'll smile and like on Facebook, hit like or happy face or whatever. But in reality, they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want her to do well, or I don't want, I don't know, just snotty girls, I guess. Unfortunately, I have encountered some situations already. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah. And I just like take it in. And then I just, I just continue going. Like, I just, yeah. like, I just have to keep going. And, and, and yes, I do serve. I do serve. I don't do it for free. Right. Right. But it's still a service that you're service, deep yeah. in your heart that you've decided to. Oh, absolutely. And so I think it's that not, a, it's not exploitive. I mean, yeah. I think that's the thing, you know, it, you don't, there's one thing to, um, you know, earn a living on, on a skill or a talent or knowledge or an expertise or a skill that you have to help other people or to help other things. Right. And it's a whole nother ant, you know, idea to exploit. And I mean, that's, that's not, I mean, that to me is where that, that, that mm -hmm. crosses the line. Um, and, and that's obviously not what's going, you know, you haven't told us the name of the business. Yeah. It, I don't want to say it. <laughs> nope. There. You guys there? Yeah. Oh, did we check yep. out for a second? Yes. You said about exploiting and then I, and then I didn't hear. Oh, I just said, that's the difference, right? Is, um, you know, it's one thing to charge for skills or knowledge or expertise, or even though it's service oriented, right? Um, you know, you still that, but the other side of that is to, ex to exploit. And that's where it goes wrong. When you well, use your skills or knowledge to exploit someone else, and that's not what you're doing. Well, that's another reason why I started it because there are people. Are yes. People. And yes. you have got to be kidding me. Like, how come, how come our community is so um, uneducated is the word. They're uneducated, they're, they're naive. They, you know, we, in our culture, we go by word of mouth. Right, right, right. He said, she said, and then I, I just thought, no, I'm going to get you the information from the horse's mouth because... 
we want to be known as a trusted platform where we're going to bring reliable businesses, resources, and referrals that they don't hurt you. Will I get burned sometimes? I think I will, right? But I won't do business again with them because that, that's what we're trying to avoid. We're really trying to avoid and we're building some really amazing partnerships with some big influencers in the state of Idaho, you know, different entities. And I do believe that this is going to be something good. It's, it takes time. It does. What's the name of your business? Um, you know it. <laughs> Are you trying to make me say it or do you not? It's Conectate. No, Conectate. Conectate. Connect, connectate. Is that how you say it? <laughs> connectate. Yeah. Connectate. Yeah. Connectate. So it, in Spanish, it, it translates to connect. All right. Yep. Connectate. Grassroots. Connectate. Okay. By the way, I just, I wanted to touch base on something you said earlier. I don't, I don't, I, your culture doesn't have the, the market on nastiness and exploiting i mean that's kind of universal i you know i mean I, I, we're all horrible people sometimes and and can be and and you know there is this weird thing just human nature whenever we sometimes people start to be successful there's always people that are just their only mission in life is to tear others down no matter who yeah. they are what they're doing and that's such a that's such a unique and, and evil part of human nature i just it's just a sad it is sad. It is. It is sad. And it just, I don't know. I think that's why I've always stuck, not always, but because there was a time where I, you know, I, I did, I did pull away from God. Mm -hmm. um, and I just believe that that's why now I like God first, God first, God first. Right. One day you'll learn. I, I went through a really rough, rough, rough time in my life where I, it's crazy. Be careful what you ask God for, right? right. I, asked, I asked him for patience. I asked him for time. I asked him, for, <laughs> sure. I asked him that I wanted to get to know him and his word. Oh yeah. Don't ever ask that. Don't, no. <laughs> mm -mm. right? Like, not like this, not like no. this. Mm -mm. Uh, it, you know, um, it's just, uh, you know, my faith has just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. Like I'm, my stories, because I have a lot of them, I believe are just another example of God's grace, God's mercy. And, yeah. and I just am like, so thankful for that. So thankful that I'm like, I promise you don't give up hope. Like God has done this for me. Mm -hmm. He will do it for you. What a so, great, yeah. And just by, yeah, you're living it. You're living your faith. I like that because people can ex experience faith by watching you live your faith. And it's that role model piece. You're doing a good job. So yeah, I like that. This question is going to be pretty poorly worded. So I might have to walk through it. Go back how many years ago when you were first starting your career and your life and putting that professional self together. Um, how much of where you're at today did you have an inkling or an idea about back then? Or is where you're at today so distant from what your original plans were that you just, oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yes, yes, yes. Let me just tell you, I, I studied political science. Okay. 
I was going to be a politician. Yay. A senator. And, you know, that's, I was going to be an attorney and that, that's what my dream was. Um, And then I started getting involved in a lot of, a lot of organizations. I did a lot of volunteer work. I started getting involved in politics. I went lobbying, you know, went to Washington, DC, a lot of stuff. And I was very deceived, just disappointed. I was just like, this is so, my heart was broken. Cause I'm like, I just spent, I didn't take me four years. It took me six years to get my bachelor's. And I thought I just spent six years for this <laughs> like ugly side of humanity. Yeah. And it, so, so, and then I had, you know, um, a very, very, um, difficult situation in my life. I made a mistake and God humbled me because I was on a power trip mm. and God said, no, I have to <laughs> no, you are not all that. Let me yes. show you. <laughs> yes. And, and he humbled me and it was a real hard experience, Ouch! Ouch. but I think it, I, you know, I wouldn't change it. I would not change it because I would hate to see myself be one of those people. And I love helping people because so many people have helped me and my family. And it just, it's a beautiful feeling. I just do feel, genuinely feel we are here for God-given purpose and we need to be fulfilling it. And maybe that ends, but then you start another one and then that ends and you start another one. Right. Right. And I think sometimes too, we get in that mindset that, um, we we're on this one, one thing. And if it doesn't work out or that it's an end, right. But that's not how our, what we're called to, we're always called to grow and sometimes, you know, in change and, and looked. And so, you know, what we're doing today may not be where we're going to be, you know, in two years from now. And, and we get in the mindset, well, I'm going to work for the next five years and then I'm going to retire or I'm going to do this and then it's going to be done. And then my life will be this little basket. Right. And that's, that's not even remotely close. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I've learned, um, in, in this past year, these past two, three years is I was either living in the past or living mm-hmm. in the future. And I believe yep. so many of us do that. Yes. Yes. So many. And, and the, the, you know, being busy is so rewarded here. The busier you are, it's amazing. And, and I'm, I'm like, nope, I'm gonna live in the moment now. And I'm just happier, yeah. I'm happier, Very I'm calmer. Good. I think I attract, you know, better things to myself, better people. I project that I believe. Obviously I have my moments, like I do still get like anxiety and I do still like try to be like, oh, but back then, no, but it's not, it's just, it's sad. It's sad that we live like that. Yes. That's not really living. It's just, it's not. It's existing. It's breathing. Because living is slowing down. Living is dancing in the street. Living is, living is when you do you know that i do i seriously did think that as as much as craziness that did happen with the virus i think it allowed a lot of us to be able to slow down yes live to have that time 
Yeah. I mean, so many things that could not be done all of a sudden can. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think it allowed us to be more present with our families. Yes. Yes. And, and, and begin to, I know for us, at least, we started to see that wh- why would we go out to eat now? I mean, cause we would go out to eat and it never really tasted good, <laughs> but yeah. we just did. And then, you know, we're all home eating every night and um, because you can't get anything and we enjoyed being together. And Jason was making really interesting meals and <laughs> um, our son had to move home from college and he was, you know, so he was with us, which was kind of new for us. And um, we liked those meals. And then I remember one time people came and we had to, we picked up like a to-go or- It was or, a takeout. It was a takeout. And we ordered this takeout and it came in these little plastic things. And I'm like, Jason could have made this much better. <laughs> then why are we eating out anymore? You know, and I thought, and we're sitting at our own table eating it, right? Because we can't eat it in the restaurant. So I think that we, we learn to find fun things to do with each other that are outside. You don't have to, you know, be going, going, going all the time. Yeah, exactly. I think that was really awesome. We were able to do a lot. We cooked so much and yeah. so much, so much, so much. And it was fun. It was fun. Um, I, I, I do love to go out and eat. So I really missed that part. Um, but we were able to do, like you said, a lot of fun things, a lot of innovative things. I mean, we probably got sick of each other sometimes and everybody would close the door and go to their rooms. Yeah. Right. yeah. But that's why we have bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we're not all in one room, right? So, oh. so Maria, we, we jumped around, but I just have a question. Do you, what are you reading or what are you listening to a podcast or? Okay. So every morning. <clears throat> Um, when I, so when I went, uh, when I decided to start focusing on myself, I finally gave myself the opportunity to go to the doctor <laughs> and start checking out my health. And I love this doctor. And he just, he talked about how, ooh, how trauma can stay stored in our body and come out as physical, um, ailments, Right. Right. And I had this chronic, chronic, chronic pain in my right shoulder. And I don't like doing pain meds because I have to stay alert um, yeah. for my son Diamond in case he has a seizure. So like I did a lot of massages. That's what it was. That's and, and heat packs. And anyways, he talked to me about that. And then he just said, so I'm going to recommend, you know, we're going to do all these tests. You're going to change your diet. We're gonna do and then he said, and I recommend that you do 10 minutes of meditation every day and I thought are you kidding me like Mm -hmm. okay like okay doctor whatever and I started trying it and I thought that just is not for me (laughs) however I now listen to as as I wake up in the morning um I listen to your daily prayer yeah it's and I love that every morning I listen to about four or five of them because they're really short three four minutes. I listened to that. And I just, once again, a reminder of like, just to be thankful. Maybe I'm, I might, I'm tr- I try not to, but I'm human. And maybe the day before I'm, there's something in my mind still. And I find something to kind of help me like reset my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do meditation for women podcast. Oh, wow. I love that. 
because it's a guided meditation because I can't do the like oh. mm, I can't do that because <laughs> <laughs> your mind just goes in a million oh, different places yeah yeah and it's so fun because they tell you how right like they seriously can read your mind so I do that one and then at the end I do the mindset mentor with Rob Dial he's a okay yeah coach and I okay and I love it you know it just that's how my morning goes there you go and I love, I love those routines in the morning. I love, and um, I love, I too have a certain set of routines in their podcasts or uh, things that I can download to. Um, and, you know, I used to get so mad because there's that part of me that says, I got to do this every morning. And if I don't do this every morning, you know, it's a reflection of my weakness and it's a reflection of how I must not love God or put God first. <laughs> and then I get so mad. And then I kind of got over that and just really, focused on kind of what we talked about earlier right staying in that present moment enjoying it and and not trying to hold myself guilty for missing yesterday or the day before or those types of things and uh, but it, it's fun for me to have like what you're talking about I have this certain set of things I listen to in the morning um, and I've got a little commute so that helps oh yes the drive time, the drive time. and um, I gotta tell you those they have that has such a way of just like turning off certain switches in my head and turning on certain switches in my head that it, it makes such a difference in my day. So I, I really do. Oh, I can totally appreciate that. Oh, yeah. no. Yes, I, I am a such a morning person, morning routine, and my yeah. coffee not fail. I love coffee. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. We had a coffee disaster we had a coffee this morning bad moment this morning yeah. so jason always makes the coffee in the morning always 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 probably there's a reason why every but... i i could probably count on my one hand the amount of times christina's made coffee <laughs> to, in our 25 years so of marriage this so. morning i get up to walk the dog and i think to myself i'm gonna plug the coffee pot in because that will make him happy when he comes downstairs the coffee will be warm and tasty for him so i plug it and then i lift up the pot i'm like oh yeah he's put it together and so i just plug it in i take the dog out so then i come home i shower i'm doing everything when i come downstairs dressed he's sitting in the chair and he's got his coffee and he goes so you made the coffee this morning and he's drinking it and i go well i plugged it in and he goes but you made the coffee and i go no you made the coffee and i plugged it in and he goes i didn't make the coffee and i go <laughs> well, what was in the pot? And he's like, that was yesterday's coffee. And then he got up and he poured the coffee out of his cup. And I go, so I take it you didn't like the coffee. He's I like, thought, I was, and he was only drinking it because he thought I made it for I was him. like, okay, if she, this is the best she could do. I'm going to really love her. I'm really going to show how much I care for her. And then when I found out that it wasn't, I was, was like, oh it. God, thank God I got you that coffee. Yeah. No, that's why she doesn't make it that's right that's why i don't make it because he, he would not like it oh marie i i love our conversation i'm gonna you um you encouraged me to, today so thank you um just that inspiration and that reminder to be true to who we are and true to who god calls us to be um and then the courage uh, you know, I didn't touch on this when in your Puerto Rico when you talked about your uh, being in Puerto Rico, but um, I don't say what you want. That took courage. Um, yeah, they're probably, did. I mean, 
you know, uh, the issue getting on the plane, Diamond having a seizure the very day you're getting on the plane, all those fears and other things, plus whatever internal insecurities and vulnerabilities that you had to deal with to just show up in Puerto Rico. And then the courage to wake up one day and look out the window and say, I'm choosing to live di differently. And, and, and I just want to tell you that that was, in, that's inspirational. And I want to tell you, thank you for yeah, sharing that. So. It is. Thank, thank you. you. Well, I appreciate it. It, it. it definitely was. And, and I'm so happy. That's why I drink my big wave to be able to remind mm -hmm. me. Yes. I lose myself again or when I'm losing myself. So I appreciate that. Thanks and, for reminding me. And, oh, yeah. I, and I want to go to, I, I want to go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And I want to dance in the streets. I want to dance. And I want to dance in the streets with the old people because I'm not ashamed of being old. That's okay. And I'm hoping they'll be kinder to me than the than anyone else. So well, I want to try some big wave and then I'm going to sit back and think of Maria in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. <laughs> How about we go drink big wave in Puerto Rico together? Oh yes, I like oh, that idea. Yeah, I, love that. I love that idea. I know, yes. seriously. I Puerto Rico's on a list now. Next I, I'm time you're kidding. going, you might have to give me a little call because I might go. With oh you. My God. Well, I'm really, I was hoping to try to go this month. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, we'll see soon. It's your place now, isn't it? Oh, yes. I, it's I've your place. Times already. Okay. Oh, wow. It, right it is beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Hey, uh, Maria, can we I'm just going to say, and I'll put this on the podcast, but do you mind sending Christina links? If you're okay, she'll include the links to your platform and your Facebook link, yep. Yep. and then we'll put that on there. So, hey, uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, thank you for letting us get to know you. Um, yeah, I'm excited we made a new friend, yes. even though I know your son. He's so wonderful. Yes. I now have a new friend in you. So I really yeah. thank you. And the thing that and the thing that we say in our podcast, Maria, and it's corny, and Christina always gets mad when I say it, but we mean it, <laughs> is that of all the things that we can have in our hand on our journey, the best thing you can have in the hand in your hand is the hand of a friend. So thank you for for holding our hand on yeah, this journey. Yes, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate you guys. Looking forward to hopefully um, connect and see you guys in person. We, yeah. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we'll be in touch, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. right. Bye. -bye. Bye.